0: Genesis 1.3 um, says, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. God's principal action is always to separate light from darkness. The Bible says he's called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. And the very first creative act in Genesis was to separate out the light from the darkness. We see that in Genesis chapter 1 and verse 4. It says, and God saw the light that it was good, and God divided or separated the light from the darkness. And that is what God is always trying to do, is to separate out light from darkness. The Bible has said that we are to walk in the light. We've been called out of darkness. And as soon as God said, let there be the, as I've said before, the only answer is that it was so. And the Bible says, in Genesis 1:3, and that God saw, said, let there be light, and there was light. And it was good. Why? Because God created it. God is not capable of doing anything but perfection. Everything that God creates is good. God cr- never creates anything that is darkness. The Bible says, in him there is no variableness nor shadow of turning. Everything that God does is good. Everything that God has created is was in perfection because God created it. Amen. Uh, we see that in the story of creation, there's always stages of separation. God is always separating things because he is taking a process to bring things into perfection. And so we find that creation in the Bible, always uh, necessitates separation. The Bible says he has called us out to be a peculiar people. Genesis 1, 6 says, And God said, Let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters. That means an area in the midst of the waters. And let it divide or separate the waters from the waters. And we'll find that in Genesis, there are actually three stages of separations. There are three stages of separations. We'll look at that tonight. Light from darkness, water below from water above, and then land from darkness. So in the six days of creation, there were three stages of separation. and We're going to look at each of those in turn. The first one, of course, we just covered, which was the light from the darkness. Second Corinthians four six says, For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. This is what God has planned. He's always separating things that are dark to things that are light. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give The light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. What it's speaking about is knowledge and understanding and how we get that through Jesus. In the first act that God did, as we see, He separated the light from the darkness. The water, the next stage was, of course, the water that was below the earth from the water that was above. It's really symbolic of how God separates the holy. From the profane, and that word profane just means common or 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 just um, not revered, plain, the stuff that is always treated with uh, such uh, disrespect because it's so common. Ezekiel 44:23 says, "And they shall teach my people the difference between the holy and profane, and cause them to discern between the clean and the unclean." So the the, the separations we see in Genesis were symbolic of God's overall plan to separate uh, good from evil, darkness from the light. That's always been God's plan. Separation of the holy from the the profane. Then the third separation we see after the, the light, then comes water that was separated above from below. Then we have the land from out of the water. And that is so uh, unique and interesting as we see, study this, that God had this plan in the first six days of creation. Second Peter three five says this, "'For this they willingly are ignorant of, "'that by the word of God the heavens were of old, "'and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, "'whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished.'" The Bible says that in the creation, there was one land mass. And it's interesting that science now agrees that originally there was just one large continent that stood out of the water. So here in the first six days, we see that creating perfection involves separation, separating from darkness, separating the water, separating the land. It's God's plan to give us perfection through separation. Then of course we see that there is a, a the command to to create life and that we find in Genesis 1 11 and we see that there's a separation even in that scenario that uh, baptism for instance separates from the old nature and when he commanded life there was a separation from the dirt. Genesis 1 11 and God said let the earth bring forth grass and herb yielding seed and fruit tree yielding fruit after his kind whose seed is in itself upon the earth and it was so so when we are called to walk in light it means walking in separation it's symbolic of what god has wanted us to do to be separated from ignorance. Proverbs uh, chapter 3 verse 6 says, In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. So we're supposed to be separated from the profane. That is the common, the, the, the stuff that is unholy. John seventeen sixteen, They are not of the world even as I am not of the world. We're supposed to be separated from... From our old nature. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22 says that he put off concerning the former conversation of the old man which is corrupt according to deceitful lusts. The reason why first God created light is because we're told that we're to walk in light. We're told that he is light. In fact in John chapter 1 verse 4 uh, it says in him was life and the life was the light of men. Matthew 17, 2 says, and was transfigured before them and his face did shine as the sun and his raiment was, as, was white as the light. All of this we mentioned on Sunday in our uh, Sunday study about the fact that this, the covering that God gave us when he created first mankind was the covering of his Shekinah glory. In fact, as I said, the, the, the word for light In Hebrew is or, and the word for skin in Hebrew is or. We see that to get the the, the blessing, there has to be a separation. In fact, the very first uh, call that God called Abraham, before he could bless him, he told him, you have to leave Ur of the Chaldees. You have to leave your old ways. We see then in Genesis chapter 13 that God had to speak to Abraham again because you know he took Lot with him. Genesis chapter 13 verse 10. And Lot lifted up his eyes and beheld all the plain of Jordan that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zor. Lot finally separated himself from Abraham because their herdsmen were fighting. Then Lot chose him all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east and they separated themselves, the one from the other. Now you notice that the blessing for Abraham did not come until after he was totally by himself, until he was finally alone is when the blessing came. It was after he had separated himself from Lot. And then the Lord said unto Abraham, in verse 14, the Lord said unto Abraham, after that Lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. For all the land which thou seest to thee will I give. So there is a principle of blessing in separation. It wasn't until... Abraham was finally by himself that God was able to give him the fullness of the blessing that he had promised him. We find that sanctification or separation also not only enables the blessing, but it also enables miracles. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 24, we read the following. It says, For the Lord, even thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. He wants us all to himself. God is not willing to share us with our ambitions and with our pride and with our um, uh, objectives. He wants us to be fully committed to him. In Isaiah 42, verse 8, it says, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. And in the New Testament, Paul, writing to the Corinthian church, tells them this, Wherefore, come out. From among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, says the Almighty. So separation is necessary for God's presence. It's it's the principle we find in creation that to to get light he had to separate it from the darkness. In fact, the very word for church, ecclesia means called out ones. So to be in the church, it means you are called out ones. It signifies something that is separated. In the Old Testament, we see under the law, they had a whole um, uh, vehicle to do separation when they wanted to consecrate themselves to God, and that was called the vow of the Nazarite. And it's spoken about in Numbers chapter 6, starting at verse 1, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and say unto them, When either man or woman shall separate themselves, a vow, a vow of a Nazarite to separate themselves unto the Lord. So this was a, a special vow where they would um, not cut their hair, they would not eat certain things. And it was, a, it was an affliction, so to speak, dedicated to drawing closer to the Lord. In the vow of separation, they would practice um, the the ritual of not taking strong drink. And we find that in the scripture, that was what Samson was from a child. And in fact, was the reason, part of the reason for his supernatural power. In Amos chapter 2 verse 11, it says, And I I raised up your sons for prophets, and of your young men for Nazarites. Is not even thus, O ye children of Israel, saith the Lord? But he gave the Nazarites wine to drink and commanded the prophets, saying, Prophesy not. So the the main pledge of the Nazarites was to avoid strong drink and not to cut their hair. Now, the pledge was not um, lifetime except for in the case of Samson. It was for a certain time. So you could pledge to be uh, a Nazarite for a month, for a year, two years, whatever time that you had vowed, but it was this time of separation and putting a difference between yourself and the common and everyday or profane way of going about life. So we see that separation is the key to getting blessing. It's the key to getting close to God. It's the key for miracles. In Hebrews chapter 10 and starting at verse 12, it says, And these things... uh, But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins, sat down on the right hand of God from henceforth, expecting till his enemies be made his footstool. For by one offering he hath perfected forever them that are sanctified. So walking in light is the key to the miraculous. Wherefore, the Holy Ghost also is a witness to us. For after that he had said, therefore, this is the covenant I will make with them, After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws into their hearts and in their minds will I write on them. What God is talking about here is choosing and separating a people for himself. That's what this verse is talking about. That their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sins. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. When we separate ourselves, we're going into a new and living way. Jesus said that broad is the way that leads to destruction and many people find it, but narrow or straight, tight is the way that leadeth to eternal life. Whenever you choose to live for God, you are separating yourself. You are making a distinction. You are consecrating yourself. It's... The fact that walking in light cleanses. That's why God separated the light from darkness. In fact, one of the ways of, of killing germs is they put it under ultraviolet light. John, 1 John 1.4 These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. And th- this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and we do, we do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. What it's talking about, again, is that principle that we found in Genesis that God is always in creating perfection. It is a process of separation. As we come to the beginning of the new year, our church always does a three-week time of separation, of trying to set the tone for the next year. We will be teaching more about this. But we're going to separate ourselves, some of the things that get into our spirit to, to depress us, to distract us. And we want to separate ourselves just like Abraham did so God can pronounce the blessing upon us. As I told you, that in uh, in science they use light to disinfect. They use ultraviolet light as a germicidal uh, irradiation to to kill germs on on food and all kinds of other things. And it, it's just the moment the light hits it, it destroys it destroys those bacteria, and it can take in, in this instance as little as ten seconds. It's funny that. Science has found out that light can be used to destroy because we find that that's exactly what Jesus is going to do when he returns. Let's read about that. 2 Thessalonians 2 3 says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, speaking about this, the second return or the second coming, except there come a falling away first and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition Then shall the wicked be revealed whom the Lord shall consume. And I'll look at this with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Just as as how they use ultraviolet light today to destroy bacteria. Just God's brightness, his presence, his glory is going to destroy the Antichrist. That's why we are called to walk in light. As I taught Sunday, we are supposed to be vessels of his glory We are to be vessels of honor, not vessels of dishonor. The Bible, of course, calls Jesus the light of the world. And the light does what? It reveals truth. When you want to see truth, you shine light on it. John chapter 3, verse 21. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. The light is also referred to in Scripture as the Spirit. John four twenty 4, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Why is God referred to as light? Because the spirit is the spirit of truth. And as I said, light shines and lets us to see reality, to see truth. John eight twelve. then spake Jesus again unto them saying, I'm the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. There is a deep, profound revelation there that Jesus is trying to tell us that when he first created mankind, it was with light. That's why, as I said Sunday, Adam and Eve could not see themselves because they were vessels of the glory of God. 1 John 1.5, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So we've spent quite a bit of time here now talking about how God separated darkness from light. And that this light is to do with truth. It's to do with uh, shining forth on what God's word really means. When we come to the light, we also come to truth. We come to truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I am the door of the sheep. I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. One of the most important things or senses that we have is, of course, our eyes. But if our eyes are not seeing truth, then we are truly blind. Jesus told the Pharisees, listen, because you say you can see, that's why you're blind. He wasn't speaking about the natural sight, but it was spiritual. They were not really seeing the truth of his word or who he was. And the only way we can do that is through the spirit. Amen. The true light. John 1.9 speaks about that. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. Why could not the world know him? The Bible tells us right now that blindness in part has occurred to the Jews. They had the Messiah right there and they still could not see him despite him fulfilling all of the prophecies. It tells us then that we are in an age of deception where even when light is shining, people cannot see the truth. There are people today who uh, believe in all kinds of strange things even though truth is shining right in front of them. The Bible tells us the reason why. It says the God of this world hath blinded their eyes so that they would not see the truth. They would not see the truth. Again, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by Him. Without Him was not anything made that was made. He was in the world. The world was made by Him. And yet... The world knew him not. The world knew him not. When we truly come to the light, the person we will find is Jesus. When we truly come to the light, the person we will see is Jesus. When Jesus was transfigured, he took them up on a high mountain and revealed his true nature. And they realized that he was not just son of man but he was also a son of God even when light is revealed sometimes people do not see it they don't believe it they can't uh, receive it because as I said the, the God of this world hath blinded their eyes Romans 3 3 says this for what if some did not believe shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect God forbid yea let God be true But let every man be a liar, as it is written, that thou mightest be justified in thy sayings and mightest overcome when thou art judged. You see, the thing about light that's also unique is that it travels in straight lines. There is no wavering. It casts a shadow because it travels in straight lines. And the the thing about light coming from something when it hits something that is not light, it will cast a shadow. But in the light itself, there is no shadow. There is no shadow. James 1.17 says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variables, neither shadow of turning. In that picture, I'm showing an illustration of a match. That has a light on it. But you can't see any shadow. I think that that really crystallizes what we're talking about. That there is no variableness in God. Neither shadow of turning. This then is the message we have heard. And declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. That means if we're going to come to God we cannot come with darkness. We cannot come before his presence with darkness because... The light and darkness do not comprehend one another. Amen. You see, if we believe, then we can see his glory. In John chapter 11 verse 40, it says, Did not I tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? If you believe, you will see the glory of God. Again, each step of creation requires separation. Light from darkness, the water below from the water above, The land from the water. And what separates us the most is our faith. That we believe who Jesus is. That we believe the good news. That is the key to separation. Is that we believe who Jesus is. In John 11, starting at verse 21, we have the story of Lazarus' resurrection. And of course you know that Jesus came late and Lazarus had already passed. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou had been here, my brother had not died. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Jesus saith unto, said, Take ye away the stone, Martha, and the sister of him that was dead, saith unto him, Lord, by this time he stinketh. For he had been dead four days. Here's the scripture again. Jesus said unto her, Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe, thou shouldest see the glory of God? What separates us, the darkness from the light, is faith. But not just faith, faith in action. You can see faith. You can see faith because it's not just the word, it's an action. The action that was going to be seen was when he said roll away the stone. That took faith to believe that something was going to happen. Verse 23, Jesus saith unto her, thy brother shall rise again. Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus saith unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead... Yet shall he live. What separates us the most, as I said, is belief. First, that Jesus is God in the flesh. That he had come to save us. That he died and was resurrected on the third day. And that he gave gifts to men that are in operation today. Many churches believe par- partially some of that, but not all of it. Because it's the truth that separates The Bible tells us that, right? It tells us that truth separates. When he separated the light from the darkness, then things that you couldn't see before become apparent. In him was the life, and the life was the light of men, that light that separates. And he goes on to speak about John the Baptist who uh, came to bear witness of Jesus. And I like the verse 9. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. It's really associating life with light. Because that was what we were created to be. To be a light. To be the glory of God unto the world. John chapter 8 verse 12. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness. He had told Abraham, you've got to leave leave your family. If you stay there, you're going to die. But if you will follow me, I'm going to give you a blessing. There was a separation. It's the same thing today with, um, with us. God has called us out of darkness. It was the same thing when he called his disciples. He separated them from the profane, from the fishing nets, from their usual ho-hum life, and called them to be fishers of men. God is calling someone and asking you are you ready to be separated from darkness so that i can create in you a life and an immortality that is new and different 2 Timothy 1:10 says this but it is now made manifest by the appearing of our savior Jesus Christ who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light how through the gospel through the gospel Amen. That's why Jesus came, to bring us new life. And because of that, we can be a light to others. Amen. That's what God has called us to, to be separated from this world. Every time Jesus did a work, it was to separate from the profane. You are called out people, a peculiar people, is what the scripture says about those who are in the church. Peculiar people, different. Why? Because we believe what God had said. We believe on his word. We believe that we are the light of the world. Matthew thirteen forty three says this, Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father. Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. Revelation 21 says, 23 says and the city hath no need of the sun neither of the moon to shine in it for the glory of god did lighten it and the lamb is the light thereof god has called us to be separated god has called us to be holy but not in ourselves not through our own strength we can just choose to forsake some things to leave some things that will uh, drag us down that will uh, taint us that will Make us profane. We have to separate ourselves. All Abram had to do was obey. He couldn't make himself have the blessing. But he could separate himself. Just as God in creation. Separated the darkness from the light. The water below from the water above. The land from the water. That was the, the promise of perfection. God has called us to be separate. Amen. We're going to close this Bible study tonight. I know it's a short one next week i will go into more detail i wanted to lay the groundwork and lay this understanding of separation that god has planned it's the only model to go from what we are unto perfection amen so wherever you are tonight let's make a pledge as we come to the end of this year that we're going to separate ourselves from some things that drag us down that hold us back that uh mar our spirit that take away our faith, that we're going to make a pledge to God, Lord, I want to be your vessel of honor. I want to be the vessel where your glory resides. I want to be the vessel that you can bless and lift up. Hallelujah. So we're going to close this Bible study tonight. Amen. And we're going to make a pledge that we're going to be the Abraham. We're going to be the Peter that will separate ourselves from things that... Mar God's blessing that prevent the fullness of God's choice and gifting in our lives. Father, we just thank you tonight for all that you are doing in our lives. Help us, O God, to reach by faith that level of separation that we can be a light in a dark place. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, for that word that you have pledged lord god that if we will do that that we can receive the fullness of your blessing lord we ask you right now lord jesus wherever we are whatever our situation that you will speak light into our life that you will say let there be because we know that if you say let there be the only response is and it was so we thank you right now for your goodness and your glory and your blessing and we receive it in jesus name amen